everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Who's There. I'm your host, Allison. If you're new here, thank you for joining us. If you're returning, thank you for coming back. This is a podcast where I talk to a new horror fan every week because I hope to destigmatize what it means to be a horror movie fan because most of us are just regular people who like the adrenaline rush of being scared for some reason. And here we delve into those reasons. I'm so excited to share this week's episode with you because this week we have a horror aficionado, Chris Elsenbrook, on the podcast. You may recognize his name from the Horror Virgin family as he always reminds everyone that they are loved and heard and I was super excited to have him on the show. He's an actor in living in LA and we actually have really similar movie tastes, which I wasn't aware of before we started recording, so that was really fun. I think I've rambled enough, so I'm sure you're going to love listening to this episode as much as I loved recording it. So let's get into this episode with Chris Elsenbrook. Hey Chris, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for being here. Tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. Hello, my name is Chris Elsenbrook. Uh, I'm a spooky nerd. uh, I'm originally from Grand Rapids, Michigan. I moved to LA about four years ago. I am an actor, uh, cat lover, young spry. I don't know. So first things first, what's your favorite scary movie? Uh, My favorite scary movie and favorite movie of all time is Scream. Nice. Yes, nice. I feel like that's an answer a lot on this show, but <laughs> it's everyone actually says the thing. So yeah, or okay. the shining. Yeah, so. All right, yeah, I mean they're they're both good, but they're now scream. When did you first see Scream? Uh, that's a good question that I don't really know the answer to. Uh, I can't remember, but I do remember uh, about the better half of a year before I moved to LA. Uh, I was living alone in Michigan. And so Halloween came around and I didn't have anything to do. So I was just like, fuck it. I'll get a bunch of candy and just watch Scream for the hell of it. Um, and I watched Scream that night. And that's when I really realized like, holy shit, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life. So that was, I don't know if that, that definitely wasn't the first time I saw it, but that was definitely the first time I realized this movie means everything to me. Oh, very cool. Yeah, no, I love that movie. It's definitely mm-hmm. one of my favorites. So that covers how, is that how you first fell in love with the horror genre? Uh, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like I have a complicated path to falling in love with horror. Uh, I definitely get a lot of it from my dad because my dad is a huge horror fan, but I didn't really realize that growing up because like no one else in my family's huge on horror and especially my stepmom growing up hates horror movies. So we didn't get to watch them that often. But every once in a while, he would like sit us down and we'd watch some like some of the new horror that just came out. Um, But like when I was a kid, I was terrified of them. Like I would still watch them, but then I wouldn't sleep at night and it became a real problem. Um, And then I don't know, just like I guess I just got used to it. And then as I grew up, I realized like, oh, this is just like I I love it. And uh, I know I think a, a big thing for me about it is like I just love the the aesthetic of of all things horror and I uh in my early teen years I kind of like adopted the emo aesthetic and fell into like the emo crowd and and I like stick with it to this day and horror you know it, it fits it blends perfectly in that so I think that plays a big part in it. So you grew up in Michigan are there any haunted spots in Michigan that you have visited? I I mean, I don't know. Not really. Not that I can think of off the top of my head anyway. I'm sure there are. Um, the only thing I can think of is in like the tiny, tiny town that I actually grew up in uh, outside of Grand Rapids. There was like a legend about the Ada witch. Um, 
but I can't even remember a whole lot about it. But I do remember one time uh, with my girlfriend at the time driving to like the graveyard that she supposedly haunted and just like looking at all the old graves and they're like all beat up and worn out. Uh, so it was just really spooky. And again, the aesthetic was just amazing. And she wouldn't get out of the car, but I just didn't want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> that's so romantic. Oh, yeah. It's, that's, <laughs> that's what I do. So are people ever shocked that you love horror since you're such a positive person usually in real life? I I don't no, not really. Uh cuz I do like to be very positive and loving, but again, like I I play into this emo aesthetic a lot. So it's just I I kind of give off that vibe and so honestly, I think people are less shocked that I like horror and more shocked that I am nice to them. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's something that horror fans get a lot. They're like, oh, you're normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> uh, so why do you think that people who seem perfectly sane love this genre? I, I, I actually believe that even if you don't like horror, it's objectively, objectively the greatest genre of film um, because it is the most accessible. It, like horror can be anything. Um, and I feel like it's the only genre that exists on its own that can also exist as every other genre. Like you can have horror comedy, horror romance, horror action, all these things. But as soon as the horror is involved, it's a horror movie. And so it's like that. Uh, and then also, I think that on top of that, horror can also be whatever you as the viewer need it to be. Because horror has like it can be the most metaphorical, but also the most surface level, depending on like how you want to experience it at that time. Um, and I think I'll use Texas Chainsaw Massacre as an example, simply because it's the most analyzed horror film like of all time. Um, that film can be seen as, uh, you know, a subversive fairy tale, a metaphor for Vietnam or a critique on capitalism, or it can just be a bunch of teenagers getting slaughtered. It can be all of those things or none of those things and all of it's correct. And that's really up to how you experience it at the time. And I don't think that any other genre can do that quite as well as horror can. Yeah, that's a really good point. It's very um, versatile. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. So since Scream is your favorite horror movie of all time and movie of all time, can I assume that Wes Craven is your favorite director, your favorite horror director? Uh, I don't know. I haven't really thought much about who my favorite horror director is. Uh, but I mean, he's up there for sure. But I would actually probably say if I had to pick my favorite horror director, it might actually be um, Jeremy Saunier, who did like Green Room and Blue Ruin. Uh, just because like his entire line of films, I love all of them like equally. Uh, and I can't necessarily say that for Wes Craven. I do love him a whole lot. Cool. Yeah, no, I've seen Green Room, which was awesome, but so, so brutal. I haven't seen Blue Ruin, though. What's that about? Uh, Blue Ruin, it's it's uh, it's very similar in a lot of ways to Green Room. Not at all content-wise, but uh, it's just like about a man who is like seeking vengeance for the death of his family. But the thing that Jeremy Sonier does in like all of his movies that is just amazing is that like all of the characters in his movies are just not well equipped for the situations that they're in. And you see that a lot in green room. It's like, you know, these characters, they make decisions and then they have to deal with the consequences of those decisions, whether they're good or bad. A lot of times they're bad. Um, but that's not because they're stupid or they made a bad decision. It's just because like 
they're not equipped to handle this situation. Um, and it's the same way in Blue Ruin. It's this guy who wants to seek vengeance for his family, but he has no idea how to. He has no idea where to start, and he has to deal with the consequences of his of his actions. Very cool. I will have to go search it search it out. See yeah, I think it might be on Netflix still. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. It's fantastic. Awesome. Um, are there any horror movies that are just like hard limit? No, you won't watch them. Um. No, but Asterix, I, I do not do well with water horror and like interesting. Why not sea monsters? I, I wish I could tell you why. Um, I'm just terrified of water, which is very strange. I mean, I grew up in Michigan surrounded by lakes. I grew up swimming in lakes, but then I don't know. One day I jumped in Lake Michigan off a pier. And as soon as I was under the surface, I was like, everything in this water wants to kill me. Um, and ever since then, I've just been like terrified. And uh, my friend for his birthday, he knew that I was like terrified of water. So he was like, it's my birthday. You can't say no. We're going to go see Crawl, uh, the, the Sam Raimi movie. And I, I know objectively that movie's not that scary, but I was watching it through my fingers. I was just having the worst time. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but just, just things in water just terrify me. Oh, well, I mean, it was probably a good horror movie experience then if it actually scared you. Because yeah. there are so many movies that don't scare us as horror fans who watch this <laughs> yeah, crap Yeah, very much so. Week. Yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> so did you, did you pass on seeing Underwater? I didn't actually, which was strange for me because I actually went and saw that by myself on my own free will. Uh, I don't know why. I, I mean, honestly, just because I, I love Kristen Stewart. So I was like, I got to go see her um but exposure be, exposure share therapy maybe yeah I, I remember like putting on my instagram story i was like i can't believe i just i just paid money to have an anxiety attack um <laughs> but i don't know underwater wasn't that bad it was it was terrifying but i it was it was a good movie though so it was okay that's what people say i watched it on demand several months back and i don't know i didn't think it was that good i mean like i i don't think I'll, i don't like i don't feel like i ever need to see it again but yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't want to give away the twist at the end for anyone listening, but, uh, I really liked it solely for the fact that like in middle school, I was just like, I don't know how to say it without giving it away, but I was just like obsessed with, uh, the subject matter of the ending of underwater for no reason other than I guess just the emo aesthetic. So it was just like really fun and exciting for me. It just made me feel like a kid again. So maybe that's why I walked away feeling like I had a good time. Yeah, totally. That's valid. Um, I have to say, I don't even remember the twist at the end. Oh, uh, maybe well, I need maybe I need to go watch it again. Maybe I maybe. was paying attention, but I don't know. I guess they didn't explicitly say what it was. So I guess if you don't know, then you wouldn't know. But yeah. Oh, now I'm so curious. Well, as I don't to know. what I missed. <laughs> have you ever acted in a horror movie? No, I haven't. Uh, and I want to so bad. I talk about it all the time. I try to manifest it all the time. Like, I don't even care what happens to me in this horror movie. Uh, just like, let me be in it. Um, <laughs> You'll be in no, Barrymore? I, yeah, for sure. I mean, I would love that, actually. I would love a killer death scene. I want to be mm. just covered in buckets of blood. <laughs> and I'd also love to experiment with being the killer one of these times. Um, just, so I don't know. Casting directors are out there. Very much so. Yes. Anything and everything. I can show you. I have an acting degree. Uh, 
I, I, I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> so that being said, what's your opinion on why horror movie fans are handling lockdown better than non-horror movie fans? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, well, <laughs> I, I talk to my therapist about this a lot that like one of my coping mechanisms just with everyday struggles is watching horror movies. Um, so I think, I think that we have for some reason the benefit of just like the world sucks let's just watch some horror movies and we all feel better that way um so that alone just the fact that now we can just sit with our horror contently is great um and i don't know i mean i guess just like the typical answer is that like you know everyone who watches horror the exposure to all these terrifying things kind of and can in a way uh better equipped us to deal with anxieties of, of the real world yeah, of all the exposure to the horrifying things that we enjoy. I don't know. It's, it sounds like bleak when I say it like that, but I guess it's probably kind of true though. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's definitely true. So have you been watching any pandemic movies during the pandemic? Um, early on, like when, when LA shut down for the very first time, I did watch uh, Contagion for the first time. First was, time, what'd you think? Uh, it's a good movie. It was, I, it was too soon for me to be watching it though. <laughs> it was not a great idea, but I, and I don't know, I was a jerk about it. I sat down all my roommates and I was like, guys, I got a great idea. Let's watch this movie. Uh, I don't know. It was, it was fine. Uh, after, besides that, no, I haven't really watched any other kind of pandemic movies. Did you, did you notice when you watched Contagion that they said social distancing? yeah no they they were saying everything the social distancing don't touch your face don't you dare go outside without a mask yeah it was intense uh and it was very again that's why it was like it was too soon to be watching it because it's like this is i'm just watching real life and it was yeah it was pretty terrifying yeah it's a it's a good movie though it's very yeah i actually i liked it a lot actually um, so how do you decide what to watch when you're looking for a horror movie to watch, whether it's a repeat viewing or a new horror movie? Uh, oof, I don't even know my own system there. Because, uh, I mean, some days, some days I scroll for an hour and a half before I figure it out. Um, and then sometimes what I'm trying to do now, more recently, uh, is I'll open Shutter. And I'll I'll go to the, their opening page that just has movies playing already that it like recommends and it's like I'll look through them and I'll just pick one and I'll start it over from the beginning. Um, trying to do that a lot and that's that's worked out pretty well. Um, just to try and expose me to some more horror. And then usually after I do that, I'll be inspired by something I see. Like uh, I did that the other day and I watched uh, the the body on Shutter. Um, I haven't heard of it. What's it about? Uh, it's just about these, this, uh, a couple girls who like break into this house and there's an accidental murder and they're not sure what to do. Um, oh, that sounds really interesting. I'm going to put that on my list. Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, I, I, I did enjoy it. But then for some reason after that, I was like, hmm, that made me want to watch your next. So I'm going to watch that now. I don't know why, like they're not nest they're not that similar but uh i feel like that happens to me a lot is like when i'm in the horror zone it's like let me just watch all of the horror movies that i have um <laughs> yeah you're so good 
It's so good. So I don't really know what my system is. You know, I'll just pick a movie and then I'll feel inspired. I'll watch another movie. And I, I try most of the time to watch horror that I haven't seen. But then after I watch that, it's like, all right, now I'm going to reward myself with something that I know I love. I've heard people, well, I should first say, I see a Ready or Not poster on your wall behind yep. you. There it is. Awesome. <laughs> um, but I've seen people compare Ready or Not to your next. Do you have anything to say about that? Yeah, I, I, cause I probably would be one of those people. And I guess I don't know exactly why. I mean, they're, cause they're not the same, but they kind of make me feel the same way. Um, and they're, they're for sure like my favorite kind of horror movie to watch. They have like some legitimately scary moments, some really gruesome moments, but also they're just so wildly fun. And I don't know, I feel like this is something that horror fans experience more than non-horror fans as they watch these movies and they see these gruesome things and instead of like being like ew gross they're like oh my god yes um and that's just kind of the feeling that I get when I watch like you're next or uh, ready or not is just like so giddy and excited yeah definitely I loved Adam Brody in absolutely oh um, yeah no he's he stole the show for sure yeah yeah he was like um what's his face in it chapter two uh Bill Hader yeah yeah, yeah. yeah oh I loved him in that movie it was Um, yeah it was definitely the best part I I didn't love it chapter two (laughs) so uh uh Janai who's going to be on this week's episode also Uh did not love chapter two so it's just I just feel like they they should have cut an hour out of it (laughs) (laughs) and I love boring movies but that one I was just like this is like it chapter one was like really really good so I just wanted it to be more the same but it was not oh i could have sat there for another hour i don't know but um speaking of really long movies um i watched the wailing yesterday which was a two and a half hour korean horror movie i believe yeah have you seen it i i haven't seen it and actually i i hadn't heard about it before you posted about it oh yeah Uh, it was so long yeah was it i mean was it good though i mean it's interesting i think you have to really you have to really sit down and like really read all the subtitles. You yeah. Can't look away for a second because I think I missed some things. Sure. There's like a plot twist and then they twisted it back and I missed the twist oh. back. Oh, no. So I was like, what's going on? Oh, no. I, I Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah, movies like that, I don't know, like you need to just be able to invest in. And uh, I feel like. I don't know, like it's it's harder to find the time to do that. That's why it's so much easier to just put on a fun, cheesy horror movie that you don't even need to experience. You just can just enjoy. Um, yeah, you know, there's a time and a place for movies like that, for sure. Yeah, um, I haven't seen a whole lot of Asian horror, but I've seen some. I want to watch Ringu. Um, I haven't seen Ringu either. But have you like, seen Ring? I I. I want to say that I have, like, I feel like that's one of the movies my dad showed me, but I don't think I retained much of anything, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I feel like movies like that, they're not my favorite. I don't know. I feel like when I sit down to watch a horror movie, like what I really enjoy is like just people being monsters. Um, it's like, I don't love a whole lot of supernatural stuff or monster movies. I mean, I like some for sure, but like I like the I don't know for some reason just like watching real people do real things is is more my speed yeah it's also a little bit scarier yeah definitely yeah 
So do you also sit around watching the news if you like to see people doing horrible things? Uh, <laughs> not as much. Uh, you know, I, I keep informed, but I, I have a pretty severe, and this is interesting and very contradictory of my personality, but I have a pretty se- severe aversion to um, violence uh, in the real world. Uh, seeing real people hurt real people is not not good for me. I also can't deal with gore though in horror movies. So yeah, see, it's a, that's a that's another like extremely contradictory thing for me. Is like I love a good horror, uh, gory horror movie. <laughs> uh, like I said, like I'd love to be just covered in buckets of blood if I were in one. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, blood in real life, like I, it's it's like almost traumatic for me to see it. Uh, not so much like from myself, whatever, but like I'm a compulsive nail biter and I bleed sometimes. It's like whatever. But if I see other people's blood, I just like break down. It's 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 interesting. It's so strange. Um, so what was the last horror movie that you watched? Uh, I think the last horror movie that I watched was Cherry Falls, if I remember correctly. Oh. Well, yeah. What is that about? Uh, so Cherry Falls is often described as the the best slasher you've never seen um because it was it came out in 2000 um so like at the end of like the postmodern slasher era um but like it like didn't have a release like anywhere so it just like didn't exist for some reason which is strange because like it was starring like uh britney murphy um and like i can't remember who else was in the cast but like it should have been a bigger movie and like it was at the tail end of like the 90s slasher craze with all the uh you know self-referential horror and everything like it and it was like also a uh satire at the same time like kind of like scream was not as good as scream obviously but uh you know it had like the same kind of commentary on on horror um and it was really good but uh it just like didn't exist and i was even i even like had to buy a copy of it in order to watch it because it's not streaming anywhere you can't rent it anywhere. Uh, I don't watch things illegally because I work in the industry, but I, I don't know if you could even find it illegally. Um, so I just bought a copy of it on Blu-ray for like $15. I don't think it was a bad purchase. It was a really fun movie, but it's just, yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't exist for some reason. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. I'm going to have to go Google about that after. Yeah, it was really, it was really fun. I, I really enjoyed it. Oh, that's good. You said it was called Cherry Falls? Cherry Falls, yep. Okay. And what was it about? It's about this town called Cherry Falls where uh, a bunch of teens start getting murdered. Um, and then the cops quickly put together that the one link that all these teens have in common is that they're all virgins. Uh, so kind of flips the yeah. flips the script a little that the virgins are the ones being targeted in this movie as opposed to the virgins being the final the final girls and everything. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, so it was, it was yeah, a very interesting twist on the on the genre. What is your favorite subgenre of horror movie? Um, I mean, probably just slasher. I I have the most fun with slasher movies, but like besides that, like I I do really really love art housey stuff. Uh, I feel like pretentious every time I talk about them, but like I think a lot of really good art housey movies are kind of like they're the movies that you do have to like invest in and pay attention to, but they're the ones that you can really take a lot from and you can learn a lot from. Um, and so I, I have a really good time watching those, but 
I do it less often than with slashers because with slashers, you know, I can just, you know, crack open a Diet Coke and just sit back and relax. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's your favorite art house movie? I would say probably uh, this movie called Starfish. Um, I think I've heard of it, but I don't it, know. It, was, it made the rounds on like film Twitter and everything uh, like a year ago. Um, and it's one of those movies that is just like so painfully slow. Uh, when I talk to people about this movie, I'm like, listen, this movie is an hour and a half long. It feels like it's four hours long. Uh, and like, even I, someone who can really love these kinds of movies, at like every half an hour, I had to pause and like scroll through my phone for 10 minutes because it was just like slugging along. But, um, but by the end of it, by the time the credits started rolling, I was just like weeping. And I was just like, I was just like, I didn't even realize how much this movie was affecting me until it had already like finished moving me. Uh, so, I mean, I would absolutely recommend it with the asterisks of like, it's, it's going to feel really, really slow and really boring, but you just got to get through it. Interesting. I'll put it, I'll put it on my letterboxd. Um, I was, yeah, I think the same thing for the wailing, the wailing was two yeah. and a half hours long, but it felt like it was about five and a half hours long. Um, and I was also just watching La Llorona on Shutter before Okay, that. And yeah. it's only 90 minutes, but it's also another foreign language movie. So it's one right. reading the entire time. So by the time sure. this weekend is over, I will have spent five hours reading my movies. Okay. Well, I mean, hey, it's not always bad. Um, I mean, one of my favorite horror movies of all time is Wreck. Uh, uh, I haven't seen that yet. I adore that movie um and yeah that's that's one that you have to read also but um it's so worth it I think it's terrifying I think the whole series is really really good yeah. so yeah I don't know I'd, I'd for sure if you if you want to do some more reading I recommend that one for sure I think I'm done with reading for this weekend but it's, okay maybe next weekend definitely on my list <laughs> all right good <laughs> so Scream is your favorite movie do you like any of the other movies from the late 90s horror renaissance that happened I love pretty much everything Kevin Williamson has ever done. Um, I, I haven't seen Teaching Miss Tingle, so I can't comment on that one. But uh, I know what she did last summer. Love it. Love its sequel, too. Haven't seen the third one. I'm sure it's bad, but I'm going to love it anyway. Yeah. Um, the Faculty is, again, it's just a really good time. Um, and then even The Vampire Diaries, he co-created that. I know it's a bad show, but I love it so much. I've never, I've never watched that. Hey, that's okay. You don't need to. Trust me. I remember before the Horror Virgin uh, reviewed, I know you, I still know you did last summer. I went back and I rewatched it. Yeah. And I was like, I remember this movie so well. I don't know why I watched it so many times growing uh -huh. up, but I remember I had the VHS. Yeah. Oh my God. I like knew every line and I was like, I don't know why I know every line to this movie. Of the sequel? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I mean, the sequel, I, I, I didn't like, <laughs> I don't know. I, the statute of limitations on that is over. I'm going to, I'm going to say at the end when uh, the killer <laughs> is like <laughs> Benson, Ben's son. That was the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life, Yeah, <laughs> but I was like, fine, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, that movie, the movie is ridiculous. And yeah, but I don't know. I love it. Yeah. Um, aren't they rebooting that movie or something? Or I'm not to a TV series. I'm not sure. I haven't I haven't heard much about that. 
Yeah, they're rebooting it. Um, huh. It's going to be a TV show, I think, but I don't know how they're going to do it because like people always point out like this movie is not possible if people had cell phones. Right. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I'd, I'm not sure what they'd do. I guess I I didn't see the Scream TV show, uh, no, but I, I guess I guess they did okay with that. I <laughs> I too scared to watch it because I love Scream so much that I don't want I don't want to ruin its good name just in case I don't like it. But but I don't know. Hey, maybe they maybe they'll maybe they'll do okay. Maybe maybe I'll I'll get an audition for it and I'll make it good. Do you like the Scream sequels? Have you seen them? Yes, uh, I do. I do like them uh, and to the point where i'm a scream 3 apologist um <gasps> me too okay good. i love scream 3 i i can absolutely admit that it is the worst in the series but i do not think that that makes it bad um there's things in it that i don't like but i still think it's a really fun watch and i think that people don't give it that credit and it deserves at least that much it's a fun watch yeah and they were calling out um what's his face on his uh all his sexual harassment that he was perpetrating. Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, yeah, right. So, yeah. yeah, love it. I, I saw that movie three times in theater. Theaters, I don't know why. Okay, I just yeah. Loved it. I liked the twist, and I was so mad when they made Scream 4. Really? Yeah. Okay, I, <laughs> I think Scream 4 is my second favorite Scream movie. Okay. I it, It's been a minute since, I mean, I, I always watch all of them at least once a year well i watch scream multiple times a year but i always make sure i get through the series at least once a year um and i haven't watched it in a while um but i don't know i just think scream 4 is just it is it's really again fun is just the word i keep using for these movies because that's just what they are but i don't know yeah i don't what don't you like about scream 4 or i guess maybe not that but it wasn't, I like Scream 4 was fine. It was enjoyable. I didn't actually like it that much when I saw it in theaters in 2011, but I did like it on a rewatch in mm-hmm. 2020. Um, I like, it's a good movie. It's fine. It's updated for current times as current yeah. as 2011 can be now. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I was just so happy with how it ended with Scream 3 that I was like, just leave it. Let it be. <laughs> Interesting. See, I feel like that's where a lot of people are going to disagree with you. Oh yeah, 100%. for sure. Because I mean, I think that I think the twist at the end is one of my least favorite parts about Scream Three. Oh, I see. I love it. I thought it was so clever. Like, I think it's it is, but I I just don't like the fact that he was like, yeah, I was involved with the events of the first movie too. It's like I don't I don't like that. Like, I don't want to believe there's a third killer. The two killers in the first one are perfect. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, like, I'm not that, like, I'm not mad enough about it to, like, you know, passionately rant about it. Like I said, like, I, I'm still a Scream 3 apologist, so. So back when we were allowed to go to movies, did you ever have any noteworthy experiences seeing a horror movie in theaters? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, hey, Crawl was one, because that was terrifying. Um. But then I think, uh, I mean, the, the first thing that comes to mind is actually when I saw Green Room for the first time in theaters, because uh, I was actually working at a movie theater at the time. So I was getting free movies. Um, and that was one of the very first free movies that I saw. Um, and I just, it was just like my day off. I had nothing going on. I was like, and hey, maybe I'll see what this Green Room is all about. Um, and then, you know, I walked out of the theater and I instantly knew, like, that's one of my favorite movies I've seen in a long time. Um, 
And so I, that was just like a very great experience, especially because it was like, I don't know, a Tuesday afternoon. So like there was like no one in the theater, which is my favorite experience. Like go to the movies by myself on a weekday in early afternoon. So it's empty. feels like a private viewing. Um, and yeah, that was one of those experiences. And I just, it was amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. I actually went to go see um, Happy Death Day to Happy Death Day to you mm-hmm. by myself in a movie theater in Tel Aviv because I had some free time while I was in Tel Aviv and it had come out and I was like, why not? And it was just like me and one other like middle aged yeah. man. I was like, this is kind of creepy, but yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. That's <laughs> yep, that's an experience uh, I I can't exactly relate to, but I understand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't see Happy Death Day one or two in theaters, and I feel like I missed out. Like I, because I love those movies so much. Again, they're, they're exactly like my speed. I know that they don't exactly exist in reality, but um, but it's just it's you know it's just fun and fun kills and it's just a good time. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Um, my friend, the the experience that you had going to see Green Green Room, where you just had a day and you didn't know where you were yeah. going to be, that was my experience with one of my friends when we went to go see Happy Death Day. Um, we were like, "This is probably just going to be, you know, hot garbage." Mm-hmm. And then we were like, "That was so good." What I did not expect at all from both of those movies uh, is I cried so much in Aww. both of them. <laughs> they just like tugged at my heartstrings so much that I was not expecting. I was I thought it was just going to be stupid and fun because like I knew the basic premise, but it was just it was an experience. So what was the last horror movie that you saw in theaters before the pandemic? Uh, actually, the last horror movie that I saw in theaters was the premiere at the Chinese theater of The Invisible Man. <gasps> that is so. Yeah. Uh, my roommate scored tickets for that on one iota, I think, and she was like, you like horror? Do you want to go see Invisible Man? And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we dressed up in suits and went to the premiere. It, it was great. I, I really liked the film a lot. Yeah, that, that movie is amazing. Yeah, and yeah, I guess, you know, the experience of, you know, being there at the premiere and seeing all the lights and knowing and like hearing uh, uh, Lee Winnell and everything speak beforehand. It just, yeah, really enhanced the experience. It was really cool. Yeah, oh, that sounds amazing. I didn't get to see that in theaters because I didn't have a chance to go before everything shut down. Yeah. I mean, I think it would definitely, I mean, we saw it on, you know, the, the Chinese theater is a gigantic screen and yeah. it was, yeah, it was, it was great. Were people like, like gasping and yelling during it? I, yeah. I mean, yeah, at, at, at the few like jump scary moments. Yeah, definitely. It was, which was interesting because again, like I usually go to the movies by myself in an empty theater and this was a packed room. So it was, interesting to experience that um with all the people and all the energy in the room but uh you know it it just kind of made it more exciting in a way yeah yeah that I'm not really used to so what do you do when you're not watching horror movies uh when I'm not watching horror movies I'm watching horror tv shows uh uh, making my way through Buffy right now and it's amazing Uh, but besides that I'm putting together a video series on my Instagram. So I do a lot of editing and filming for that. Uh, I record and edit a podcast of my own. And uh, I just, you know, uh, submit for acting roles and I audition. And I'm a starving artist. My life isn't that exciting. <laughs> I don't think anyone's life is that exciting right now. So yeah. I feel bad. <laughs> for sure. 
So a lot of movies got pushed back in 2020 because of the pandemic. Which one are you most upset that got postponed? Uh, like I think uh, Saint Maud was one that I know there was a lot of hype for coming out and like to the point where even some of my friends were texting me and were like, OMG, you must be so excited about this. And like, I didn't really know much about it, but it's like, hey, new horror movie, of course, I'm going to go see it. Um, so that's what I remember for sure. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm just really excited. I get to go see another horror movie soon. Um, and then just didn't happen. Um, but like, I mean, honestly, besides that, I think the thing that I'm actually really most disappointed about in terms of things being pushed back is actually Euphoria season two which is, you know, horrifying in its own right. It's not horror, but it's horrifying to watch. Uh, that's been devastating. Mm, I haven't watched the first season. Is it worth watching? Uh, it is beyond worth watching. It is a masterpiece. It's so good. Isn't it about like teenagers doing drugs and whatnot? Yeah, yeah. I think, it, yeah, if you boil it down, that's a lot of what it is, yeah. But right. it's so good. And Zendaya is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, right, so good. Cool. I, will. I, I got my therapist to agree to watch it. <laughs> I was talking to her about it yesterday and she was like, fine, I'll watch it. Oh. So I'm just telling everybody, watch Euphoria. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, therapy is great. Everyone should go see a therapist. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Even then, like, you know, there's a lot of good resources to find cheap therapy too. I, I don't pay very much for mine and it's still extremely helpful. So yeah. look into it. <laughs> That PSA is over. <laughs> so besides Scream 3, are there any horror movies that you love that people generally don't like? It uh, probably. Uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, actually Starfish is one of those. I, I made the mistake of reading some reviews after I fell in love with it and uh, it's not great. Again, because it's so slow, people are like, what a waste of time. Uh, so that's one. And I don't know, like I... I guess I don't know any like off the top of my head, but I'm I'm really just like very forgiving towards horror movies because again, I think anybody can watch a horror movie and have such a different experience that I don't think it's really fair to kind of, uh, you know, judge one person's experience over another's. And so even if like I don't really like a horror movie, I'm not going to like talk badly about it. Cause it's just like, Oh, it wasn't for me. I didn't get what I needed from it. So that's fine. Um, I guess the one exception is uh, Eli Roth's cabin fever. I hate that movie so much. <laughs> I rewatched that a couple, a couple of months ago. And I was like, I had avoided it because of the gore and because of, you know, the yeah. scene, but I like, yeah, it was just, it was stupid. It was so stupid. <laughs> but the problem is I didn't know that before I, bought a copy of it which is a mistake that I make a lot I always buy movies before I see them and I gotta stop doing that so now I just own I own Cabin Fever and like uh, The Gallows two movies that I just can't stand but they're in my collection forever now have you seen Hostel I have seen Hostel that's okay. another one I'm glad that I don't own <laughs> uh I don't it's I don't know it's it was better than Cabin Fever yeah, that's one that I still haven't gotten the strength or to watch. So I mean, I think because uh, it gets compared to Saw a lot. I think Saw is way gorier. If I'm remembering correctly, I might not be, but I suppressed most of it. So <laughs> yeah, I saw Saw in uh, in theaters, and I was like, nope, never again. See you later. Yeah, have you? So have you only seen the first one? Yeah. 
Okay, that's fair. I I remember one day. Well, like I I found all uh, the first seven on sale for like five dollars. So I bought it, and I was like, "All right, let's just make a day of it." And I just watched all of them, and they're just fun. I don't. They're yeah, they're gross and gory and really stupid, but like I like them. Oh my goodness! Um, I was told that the way those movies are done is that the script is written. And in the script, it will just say, it doesn't give any details about the death. It just says like death here. And then they have a team of people that are just like imagining these like elaborate gruesome death scenes. So I think that's kind of cool. That, yeah, that is cool. I hope that the people who come up with the deaths get a writing credit then. Cause that's really, otherwise that'd be really lazy on the writer's part, but Hey, it works out though. We got a fun end product. Yeah, I, I'm sure they're credited. Yeah, and the same thing for uh, the Final Destination movies is they don't write what it's gonna, what the accident is going to be. They just write like unbelievable <laughs> death and destruction on the highway. So. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah, okay. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Have you ever seen the Final Destination movies? Uh, yeah, I don't think I've seen all of them. I've seen a few of them like sporadically here and there. Um, so I don't know. They they're not that memorable for me. Uh, the one that I know that I like, I think the one with Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, that's the one that always sticks with me because I got a big old crush on her. (laughs) She's great. Have you seen, what is it? 10 Cloverfield Lane? Yes, I have. That's, I, I love that movie. Uh, (laughs) I love Cloverfield in general. Um, the first one I love, well, yeah, I love the first one. I love 10 Cloverfield Lane. I pretend that the Cloverfield Paradox doesn't exist like everyone else. Um, but the lore behind it all is really fascinating. I have a really good time with those movies. Yeah, me too. Oh my God, we have such similar tastes in horror movies between Love it. Scream and Cloverfield. and Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you could remake one horror movie, which would it be? I don't know that I... <laughs> what would it be? I don't know. Like when you ask me that question, it's like, I don't know that I necessarily want to remake any horror movie. And for some reason, like when I think about these remakes, I just want to put myself in them. Um <laughs> So it's just like, what movie do I want to be a part of? And I mean, I would just love to be in any like classic slasher film. I think taking this uh, question as I get to be in this movie, I hope you don't mind that I'm uh, projecting that onto it. Um, Movies like uh, The Wretched that just came out um, or Super Dark Times, which is now making its rounds. Uh, I think those movies are really good. I think they would be better if I was in the lead role. So I'm going to go ahead and say I'm going to remake them and recast it with myself. Awesome. Yeah. I saw I saw The Wretched a few weeks ago. I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked it, but I think I'd, uh, I think I'd be, I think I'd be better in it. Uh, so my last question is, if you had to spend quarantine with one horror villain, who would it be? Ooh. I want to spend it with, uh, I want to spend it with Stu from Scream. <laughs> Just because he's so, I I have social anxieties, but I feel like after a, a week with him, I'd be on the same level and we would just have a blast. Uh, hopefully he wouldn't want to kill me and hopefully he wouldn't hope that I'd want to go on a killing spree with him. But I just think that we would just have a blast just being fucking weird with each other. <laughs> that's a great answer and that's one that nobody has given before okay great i don't think Stu was the killer if i'm gonna have to guess i think it was probably billy doing most of it yeah i mean i 
most of it sure and he was definitely like the mastermind behind it but there were moments for sure where Stu was at least I mean you know running around and attempting to kill but uh but yeah I think you're right I don't think he did most of it I think he was mostly there just to be the comedic version of Ghostface (laughs) the one flailing around and tripping over everything well thank you so much for being here do you want to plug your podcast and tell people where they can find you on the internet sure yeah that'd be great um you can uh follow my anime podcast that I do with my roommate uh it's called Weeboo and the Noob um everywhere you listen to podcasts it's there um you can follow me chris elsenbrook that's uh chris e-l-s-e-n-b-r-o-e-k on instagram and twitter um and uh also uh you can check out my show bulge bracket on amazon prime awesome yeah. well thank you so much for being here no and... thank you so much for having me this is great yeah um all right i will see you around the horror virgin family soon beautiful I'll see you then That's it for this week's episode of Who's There. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Chris and thanks again to Chris for coming on. You can find links to his podcast and his socials in the show notes. As always, we'd really appreciate it if you could take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our feed wherever you listen to us. Thank you to everyone who's already left us a review. We really appreciate it and it really helps people find us. You can follow us on Twitter at Who's There Pod. We're on Instagram at Who's There Podcast. Or if you have any questions, comments, concerns, horror movie recommendations, or you'd like to be a guest, shoot us an email at thewhosetherepod at gmail.com. Until next time, stay scary and wear a mask.